Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the f***? Where the f***? Where's 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 how are you, mate? Mate, how am I? Sold out. Our first ever live show, mate. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an extravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. For the 20th of this month. And a couple of weeks away. Yeah, it's in Melbourne, Saturday, Feb 20 at a Comedy Republic. And it's fucking chockers. We're wrapped. It's COVID full. So that means we've sold six tickets in a 400-seater. But yeah. it's still a fucking sellout. Is there a chance that goes up in the next couple of weeks? You can sell more tickets. They're just nah. That's it. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I think they can they can ram more seats in, but it's at uh, three quarters capacity or something at the minute. Oh, okay. So well, keep your eye out. Oh, if any of you people are keen afterwards, I've still got tickets to my stand up show. If that doesn't revolt you too much, because it's not <laughs> podcasting, it's actual stand up. Uh, Five PM straight after. Stick around if you want. That's a fair bit of heggy back to back. That's a that's a oh, lot man. on the senses. Yeah, that's a lot of hate. You're going to look at the world with fucking cloudy tinted glasses <laughs> after you leave that venue. <laughs> That'd be fine. <laughs> fucking adults, they can handle it. Um, man, you know what I saw in the news this week? Your mates, yeah, in the news again. Subway, your favourite restaurant. We're talking about very recently. Eat fresh. It was my favourite restaurant from the age of seventeen to twenty. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Yet another class action legal suit they have to fight. What's happening? Because their tuna apparently doesn't have any tuna in it. Oh, get fucked. Are they like the vitamin C Ribena of the seafood spread? Does Ribena not have any grapes in it? No, nah, they fucking did some like school kids did a test 10 years ago and found there was no vitamin C in there. All right. How do school kids doing that? Let's build their own centrifuge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but they just wanted to show how good Ribena was for them. Prove quite the opposite. Ribena got in a bit of trouble. Which oh, right. I'd be amazed. Like, I don't know how many products, if you actually tested them for saying what they did yeah. versus the results. They're the only tests, I believe, is when it disproves what the what the people wanted it to prove. Mm. That was a, clearly a fuck you, mum and dad. It's good for us. We're having this. Yeah. And they go, oh, shit, actually, it's really bad. You go, well, obviously, that's completely accurate. <laughs> the other ones are like, we'll show you. We'll just shut this door over here and come out with the fucking results. <laughs> Bullshit. 
I think, yeah, anything behind a door. We spoke about that once, the kebab chain um, that a former AFL player opened here in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. But you couldn't see Suvlaki Hut, but the Suvlaki was behind, or what, like you couldn't see it. It was almost like a Macca's situation with the angled metal trays. And I'm like, where's the spit? Yeah. Where's the who knows what the fuck it is meat? Like it's the, <laughs> it's the only reason people have a kebab is you go, well, at least I can see it. They're not doing anything dodgy. And if they are, it's right in front of me. Yeah, plain sight, elephant's leg. Who cares? <laughs> um, well, it's not the first time. Subway recently, actually, I think it was in Ireland, um, had a class action against them because their bread is not actually bread. What? Because it's got so much sugar in it. It's a confection. What? So, the Irish got together to celebrate that, took them to court. Well, no, they just, I mean, they're pretty big on the body of Christ over there. And, and there's there's <laughs> benefits for selling staples yeah. tax wise. Uh, they said, no, hang on, this is fucking sugar. Wow. Give us some money. Subway hate that. So if you get a tuna sandwich, you're getting anything but that in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is imitation tuna? It's like seafood extender or something. Yeah, I, I still don't know what seafood extender is. Well, it's just that they squeegee up all the water at the fish markets down the drain there and they uh, just gather up the sludge and put it into sausage format with a bit of orange colouring and call it a crab stick. (laughs) Tell you what, it's probably the only seafood I had for some time as a child. Tuna Subway? No, 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 besides flake. I reckon there was a lot of seafood extender. Oh, yeah. I would... I never got near a fucking lobster until I was well into my adult years. Well, as you shouldn't. What kind of a fuckhead kid is eating a lobster? And even when I had it as an adult, not that good. More work than it's worth, I think, lobster. Oh, very labour-intensive. Yeah. Overrated lobster. And I've got shaky hands. It can get fucked. Yeah. Like I said before, lobsters are upper class or very, very lower class. Rated the pots. Yeah, that's Midnight <laughs> kayaker. <laughs> Fuck. So Subway's in strife. I've got to find out more about this tuna. Oh, man, not only that, also their chicken apparently only has 50% chicken DNA. So goodness knows what the rest of that is. But what's cheaper than a fucking chicken? I don't know what they're doing. Like how do you do that? Wow. The lawsuit alleges, how grim is this to describe food, Subway's tuna is not tuna but a, and I quote, mixture of various concoctions. Fuck. Yeah. You don't want to hear that. Sleep easy, everyone. It's fine. <laughs> Fake chicken, that's got to be more effort than it's fucking worth. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Real chickens, very easy. Yeah, and eight bucks. I told you, Higgy, get down there. <laughs> get into a fucking Woolies. Get one out. <laughs> I get those free-range ones. Useless. They're so small. I have a look at that red bag that's got the RSPCA wink. It's not the tick of approval. It's a. Yeah. It's an RSPCA they paid us enough. The wink is the wink's quite devious, I reckon. It's got the shuckers of approval. Like clearly a chicken's in a fucking plastic bag. What do you have to do to not get RSPCA approved? <laughs> <laughs> They've suffocated, <laughs> taken its fucking head off and cooked it. <laughs> I still after you told me that the other week, the you you do the thirty thirty dollar chalk. Yeah. I have to try one of those. It might fuck me up. It might be just having crownies and fucking Woodstock cans as a teenager and then you try actual nice beverages and go, what the fuck was I thinking? I reckon a $30 chalk will do my head in. Oh, it's pretty good. Get someone to cook it for you. Don't fucking just chuck it in and forget it or whatever it is, the way the method you do to cook stuff. <laughs> like you'll have to cook it well Yeah. still. Yeah. 
make it nice. Yeah, it'll change your life. Much better. How long does it go in there for? used to be a much, well, like a roasted, but just don't fuck it up. Like just sit there because it's 30 bucks, man. It's not a $5 GM Coles chicken. Yeah. All right, I'll watch it. I'll get onto it. Yeah. Proper chook. I'll cook it. I'll come on the 20th with a 30. Instead of a, in my Krispy Kremes box, I'll, I'll <laughs> chuck a chicken in there on my way to Melbourne. Oh, yeah. I've, um, I've booted the family out of the house. So it could crash here on the 20th. We'll whip up a $30 fucking chook. Oh, great. Sounds good. We'll be living the high life before our live show sold out. <laughs> if we've got to time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, speaking of, I'm, I'm going to Tasmania too a couple of days before that. Oh, yeah. If anyone is there and uh, added an extra show to Hobart. Launceston and Hobart? Um, yeah, both places. Uh, I believe Hobart Thursday, Lonnie Friday, and then Melbourne Saturday. Right. And right now- just about to go, actually, up to Queensland. Kill the fat calf. I'm fucking coming home to Brisbane. <laughs> Big show this Saturday night at the Fritzenberger and then hitting FNQ the next week, Townsville and Cairns. So get amongst it if yeah, I don't know if podcast listeners are from far north Queensland. Don't see it much. I don't know. Too hot for headphones, I reckon. Yeah. Definitely not over here. Not in that climate. It, there's no over-ear <laughs> headphones yeah. above the Tropic of Capricorn. Um, <laughs> we do have shows coming up, live mid-flight brawl shows as well in Adelaide and Brisbane. Patreon, get first fucking crack at those tickets. They'll be up right now. The link's on Patreon um, for the rest of you fucking freeloaders. you got to wait a few days. But um, <laughs> we'll shift minimal units and then beg you to buy the rest of them. Yeah. Um, all right, man, we better crack on, eh? Let's get stuck in. Let's do it. We're looking way back to last century here, mate, and it's October 11, 1999. What a time. Oh, yeah, what a time to be alive. Swiss Air, Newark to Zurich. Beautiful. And uh, Newark Airport, right? I've been. Used to be a swamp. Oh, really? But they drained it, and after that, it was known as Newark International Airport. And then after September 11, 2001, as was custom for the time, they had to change the name to Newark Liberty Airport. So freedom. Why'd they change that? Well, because of freedom. Freedom was the order of the day. Freedom. The same freedom that has claimed an awful lot of fucking lives in the USA. But uh, just liberty. Freedom. Did any of the flights take off from Newark? I know there was like a Boston LA. That was one of the big ones. I think it did actually. I think there was a Newark one. Yes. I think there was from memory. Why would you name the place where the fucking deadly flight took off from Liberty? Well, it's got more of a ring to it. Newark uh, Liberty Airport than Newark. Heaps of people at Deddy Bones Airport. Uh, Newark, bad airport security. Yeah. International airport. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you remember Freedom Fries? In 2003? Certainly do. When Freedom Fries came out? The French or the Canadians? French? No, it's the American. It's some anti-French shit. Similar to the World War One's Liberty Cabbage became uh, sauerkraut. Yeah. But um, for a slightly less pointless war, <laughs> the French were not supportive of America starting a war. Yeah. So America ditched French fries, yeah. leaving them free to invade Iraq. Um China and Russia, they didn't support the war either, but renaming their stuff was not as catchy. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Pardon my freedom. <laughs> but um, Freedom Fries, I don't know if it still exists, but what a time. 
No more French for us. Sticking up for your mates. Your mate. The French. It's great. It's got to be good, though. It must suck at the time, but to come out the other side of a war. Oh, yeah. You go, told you. <laughs> it's a, I told you so is the most satisfying four words oh. in the language. Very, very good. Most days I'll say that. <laughs> that, and th- that and I think you'll find. I think you'll find <laughs> that I think you'll find is the most satisfying way to start a sentence. Yeah. What a fucking, I love it. I love I think you'll find. Very, very good. Uh, Newark Liberty Airport has not one, not two, but zero Irish bars. So, oh no, that's one less valid excuse for getting on a plane and doing something stupid. Any sepo could have a Bud Light and lose it. Yeah, they could. Very low tolerance. Yeah, you put one low low carb beer into a three hundred pound frame, they still find a way to fucking go off the rails. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? They've got very low tolerance for the grain. And yet the grain has taken everything out of their soil. <laughs> but again, the, the free poor, that's what will get you in the States. Right, just screaming the word shots, running down <laughs> corridors, saying fucking spring break, and then turning up unannounced with a, with a tray full of shots for everyone. Fucking dangerous game. Well, it's, a, it's less that and more the fact that their shots just seem to be whenever you break eye contact with the person serving it. Is when they stop pouring. Oh right. There's no milliliter requirement. <laughs> it's more a game of chicken. It's in the constitution. Um, I mean, so shouldn't really at Newark Airport be able to get in trouble, but didn't stop this Swiss national. He wasn't boozed up at all. Very low rates of alcoholism in Switzerland. Yeah, and you know what else is low rate in Switzerland? We've got some listeners in Switzerland. What's up, Christian? He's funny as fuck, but a lot of them unfunny and shit food. <laughs> Leaning on the mountains. Yeah. They are they need those mountains, the beautiful scenery. They are leaning on that. The food is garbage. Oh, wherever there's most picturesque stuff, you're probably not getting good food. Try going on a cruise on Sydney Harbour, world renowned yeah. <laughs> Sydney Harbour, and see the yeah. fucking slop you get served up because they don't have to bother. You fucking dished up. <laughs> I did. Ice cream scoop of pumpkin. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you getting on board a, a Sydney Harbour cruise? Whatever you want to fucking give them because they're on a boat on the yeah, harbour. Yeah, there's no, no options. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's well done. Um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, in Switzerland, right, very low rates of alcoholism. Cop this, right. The country with the highest rate of alcoholism, and I looked this up, in, and I only happened across this because I was looking at Switzerland, highest rate of alcoholism in females. Who do you reckon? I've got to say my mates, the Irish. No. Oh. Australia. Oh, also my mates. What do you mean? A cheeky bottle and a half of Savvy B? Is that a problem? Yep. Well, good on you, ladies. What an achievement. Australian men, not even in the top 10. So it's a bit like hockey. (laughs) And soccer. Yes, very much like <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Tennis. Ah, oh, f- nearly everything. Cricket, everything in sport. It's yeah. the women are brilliant. Also at drinking, it turns out. Uh, well, clearly they're celebrating more because the fucking blokes aren't winning anything. These fucking bums. No nah, shit house. <laughs> um, 
quite rare for the Swiss too to be involved in acts of grubbery. Second lowest crime rate in the world behind Iceland, yeah. according to the Global Peace Index. Yeah. Um, Everyone's got the knife on them. Down the bottom of the peace index, obviously, a bunch of war-torn Middle Eastern states and Somalia. Australia, lucky for some, 13th. Just behind, who do you think? Number 12. Behind? In the peace index, so more peaceful is at the top. Yeah. Iceland and Switzerland at the top, for example. Canada or New Zealand? Nah, Ireland, number 12. Ireland! Less violent than here. How's that? I've had to rethink my life. <laughs> I can only assume because the Emerald Isle st- statisticians are drunk and they don't record most crimes properly. I can't yeah. think of anything else that that would be. A lot of shit getting written off as fucking being a larrikin. I think that's what's happening there. Well, a lot of crimes don't get reported in the first place because the victims are so drunk they forget while they have a swollen face and no wallet the next day. <laughs> yeah. Put it down to larrikinism. Don't worry about the paperwork. Yeah, just dr- that's that's drinking. <laughs> I remember one of the stories we covered once in the air. Somebody got arrested for something filthy and it just came under mischief. So maybe that's what the Irish have done. Yeah, oh, it's troubles and it's mischief. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not crime. Not if it was during the troubles, it wasn't. Yeah. It's not crime for following up with your first question, what are you looking at, cunt? Yeah. I don't think that's a crime to ask <laughs> a second question. Um. This, uh, this particular Swiss Air flight left on time, obviously. Yeah. Um, so 39-year-old Thomas Dolder has one and, a, one and a half hours in, so he's jumped the gun on Magic Hour, and he's um, straight up just grabbed the buttocks of a hostess. Jesus. Hopefully saying something along the lines of honk while doing so in for a penny. I mean, it was last century, yeah. Nicholas, so different time. Um, a co-worker of Thomas's has said, give me a go. No, he didn't. He's, his co-worker said, mate, that's a bit much. Uh, so Thomas smacked his colleague yeah. and then started throwing his fists around willy-nilly. <laughs> Which, again, probably because his colleague was, at the time, a woman, as in just acting like one. That's what you'd say in that era. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I can't grab her ass? This is 1990-whatever yeah. number comes afterwards. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's a totally different time. We can feel free to speak how we want because it's 1999. Let's go back in time. He got overpowered, Thomas, by the staff and restrained for the next two and a half hours. And I would nice. also hope that his workmate got a kick or a punch in while Thomas was being dealt with <laughs> by the staff. The, um, the flight from Newark to Zurich is seven and a half hours. So they had to get rid of the bastard and they had already passed Boston. They could have jettisoned him in Augusta, Maine, but no, they didn't. They thought, we'll wait. And then they dropped Thomas off in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Fuck yeah. It's one of the last stops. Mm. It's one of the get get all grubs out here now. Oh, man. It's the Shannon of Northern America. Yeah, yeah fuck. Canada really get lumped with some transatlantic fuckwits en route between American <laughs> hotspots. It's like us sending battleships full of rubbish to Southeast Asian countries for them to worry about. Why should we? Yeah. It, they could have dropped him off in America. They thought, fuck it, we'll drop him off in Canada, see what happens. By the way, the re- recycling, I saw some dock on recycling the other month when there was some recycling shut down. There was early last year in Melbourne. Mm. And I just wanted to know, where does it actually go? And it turns out I'm fucking washing out OJ containers 
just so they can be dumped on a beach in Asia. Like, well, yeah. what's the point? Might as well put it in the bin. Might as well leave a dribble in there for some kid to have some tasty OJ. <laughs> no, no, but my wife's yelling at me like, put it in the right bin. Mm. Like, why? To dump it in someone else's country? Yeah. Don't be rude. You can see the same garbage truck on recycling bin day. Come around and pick up the shit bins with all the food and stuff in. And then two hours later, if you sit there long enough, you see the same driver come back in the same truck and pick up the yellow bins. So you're not fooling this guy. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's what I do if I get a morning off on bin day. On bin day, pull up a decky, have a six pack, put the cans in whatever fucking bin I want. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So Thomas Dolder, first person to get charged in Canada with endangering an aircraft. Up until that point, they'd been a bit soft on crimes of this nature. The Canucks too busy drinking clam juice and selling milk in bags. Putting maple syrup on fucking pears or whatever oh, they're doing. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. They're mad for it. Lunatics. Love a bit of maple syrup. Mm. You want some maple syrup on your toast? No. Is it a pancake? If it's not, don't put it on there. <laughs> hey, would you like this banana with some maple syrup on it? No, nah, defeats the purpose. Yeah. I'll just have a fucking pancake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not even for Halifax, not even the worst Swiss Air incident. Uh, not even, in fact, the worst Swiss Air incident, uh, Nova Scotia incident in the late 1990s. In September 1998, right, a year before this, there was a cockpit fire on a Swiss Air Douglas. After the amount of sort of plane-related reading I've been doing, it's as likely to, I'm as likely to get on a fucking Douglas as I am to get in a car with a man who's drinking a can of Monster or Red Bull. <laughs> no fucking way. If it's got Douglas written on the side, don't get in. You're fucked. Well, it's not written on the side. It's the aircraft type. Yeah, the McConnell Douglas MD-11. This is the one I want to tell you about. This is a flight triple one, Heggy. Oh, right, the cockpit fire one. This is Swiss Air triple one. Yeah, cockpit fire, but it started. It's one of the first episodes of Air Crash Investigations ah, I okay. saw. Get off to a good start. This is the one that I told you about where the fucking entertainment system kicked off. Right. And they had poor whatever's wrapped around the wires wasn't good and could could take a spark. Ooh. And it took that spark into the cockpit and the arcing, it said evidence of arcing in the wiring of the in-flight entertainment network. I'm going to have to stop you there. Yeah. Someone's watching telly yeah. and their telly gets an arc and that goes straight to the cockpit. They've got a direct line to the cockpit from your television. Well, the TSB investigation identified 11 causes and co- contributing factors of the crash. Um, the first and most prominent was the standards for material flammability were inadequate. Yeah. In that they used the in that they allowed the use of materials that could be ignited or sustain or propagate fire. So the shit that was wrapped around the cables. Oh, I've read about this before. And it sort of went into a thing. Yeah, and it didn't trip any wires, but then it sent the cockpit into a tizzy. A lot of planes still have this exact material yeah. in it. It's like the asbestos of the air. Mm. It's just a fucking ticking time bomb sitting there. Yeah. Maybe turn your tellies off, everyone. And live like the olden days. I think the aircrafts that have it now, though, probably don't have tallies in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It's more of a hopefully you've loaded an iPad before you hop on this 12-hour flight. Oh, okay. I mean, either way, as, as you know yourself from watching that TV show, 229 souls were, were released from their duties on Earth that day. Don't bother turning up tomorrow, everyone. You're all right. Um, 
Swiss Air, right, if you're interested, yeah. went bankrupt in 2002 despite being known as the flying bank for most of its history. They, uh, like many people, they tried too hard to expand. Greed, isn't it? Yeah. Still exists somehow in the form of a bunch of mergers and acquisitions and shit that lay people <laughs> are not allowed to know the full details of. And, That's what um, happened to our mates at Kingfisher Air. Can I can I bring up quickly? Yeah. Flight Triple One. So you can watch it. The Air Crash Investigations episode is on YouTube. Some mm. legend of the online has put that on the internet for us all to be able to watch. Oh, great. And uh, it's a very sad story because it starts off in the in the uh, recreation of it, the flight attendant's talking to a little girl that's got a teddy and then they show actual news footage of a wet teddy. You never want to see a wet teddy. Oh, never te- good. Yeah. <laughs> They're not outdoor animals. <laughs> Teddies are meant to be on a bed. I've seen them, mate. Don't you're talking to the master. I know <laughs> teddy on a tree. I've seen it. No good. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy leaning back against a cross on the side of the highway. Yeah, he's not going great in the weather. Teddy coming out of a body of water, yep. never good. If I'm seeing it on TV and I don't know, like I get it if I have to pull one out of the bath because my fucking son threw one in there laughing, Yeah, whatever. But when they're showing it on the news, it's a sad time. Oh, Wet yeah. Teddy's no good. <laughs> So you can watch the episode if you like. The YouTube comments, though, fuck me. They should call that show Wet Teddy Bears. <laughs> Whole new market. <laughs> Who wouldn't watch that? <laughs> Wet Teddy Bears. <laughs> hey, have you seen the Samsonite ads? You know how they get someone to jump on the luggage? Well, we put it through a bigger test. Yeah. A Boeing 747-400 tearing apart in the sky. Look at this fucking thing. It washed up. Everything in there is dry. Yeah. Get a fucking Samsonite. <laughs> you won't beat it. The, the YouTube comments, though. Patig. Uh, this is from a month ago. They yeah. wrote, flying is my biggest fear other than losing loved ones. So they do have a priority there. Okay. Good so, on. So what she should have said is flying is my second biggest fear. Yeah. <laughs> I get anxiety. I get anxiety just watching these shows, yet I still watch them, probably to validate why I don't fly. Rip to all who died here. This is under an episode Jesus where everyone Christ. Died. Yeah. Hopefully they're all reading that and thinking, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, then Cassius underneath two years ago wrote, my uncle was on this flight. We mourned him a lot and everyone's family who had a relative on board. Rest in peace. Yeah. But someone under that, NC Styles wrote, well, every accident makes air travel safer, unfortunately. Fuck. Which is pretty much just, well, fuck you, Cassius. We're all ahead of the game. Did Cassius reply to that? No. Nah. Oh, good news though. We've got a Monday morning quarterback here. This is from Card Tricks. Smoke in the cockpit? Question mark. How is this a good sign in any shape or form? Get that plane down yesterday. So that's a a pilot named Card Tricks, I assume. Right. He's telling you what he he would have done in that situation. It's as if smoke was in the cockpit the day before. No, no, no. There was smoke in the cockpit during the flight, and then they it was it, they were above landing weight. So when a plane takes off, there's a certain amount of fuel in there. They can't land at that weight. Yeah. So which is why people do fuel dumps and stuff. So they decided. I think you find they can, just not the way they want to. <laughs> exactly. They can unplanned land at whatever weight. Yeah. Don't tell them what to do. Two left though. You're going to love this one. Good. Eskita. <laughs> I had a ticket for this flight. I was supposed to be among the victims. For some still unknown reason, a few days prior, I decided to change my ticket to a later date. Uh. 
I did not get on the plane, but clearly remember seeing the crash on the news that day. I was shocked. I was like a zombie for days, unable to speak almost. Staying off of the plane, staying alive was bigger than to, than to hit the lottery. Well, well yeah. yeah. Sounds like they've really made the most of their life and their borrowed time. Well, well, staying alive was a big was bigger than to hit the lottery. Full stop. Space and they've started a sentence with and. Yep. And to top all this, exactly twenty years later, almost on the minute, I gave birth to my baby son. Unexpected miracle baby was born September second, twenty eighteen, at ten thirteen p.m. It's weird. Yeah, that's unexpected. Unexpected baby. 20 years after you could change a ticket, yeah. which means you would have been 38, which means you probably knew if you were pregnant or not. I've got somebody in the house around that age and they fucking know if they're pregnant. Well, yeah. Pumping one out at 38 unexpectedly, minimum. Plus, you know what alarm bell should have rung yeah. <laughs> is when the travel agent has a woman walk in and say, look, I want to change my ticket for three days' time. They say, what's the reason for that? And they say, I don't know. You go, well. Obviously, there's a problem. We shouldn't take off. <laughs> yeah. She knows what she's fucking doing. Your husband's done the wiring on that fucking entertainment <laughs> system, I reckon. Um, I'd like to think he's the reason I stayed off flight 111. Male, the victims rest in peace. Right? So, of course, made it about her. Whatever. But it's followed by Katya Katya three months ago, uh, who I crown, and this is a... This is a <laughs> A big thing to put on someone. I'm saying the dumbest person alive because their comment, Go on. their comment under the air crash investigations episode of Swiss Air Flight Triple One, she's written every time when I watch it, I have hoped they landed safely. Sad face. <laughs> it's like watching a replay of your favourite team lose the final. Go, fucking come on! This this is the time. <laughs> Get up! <laughs> Come on, Swiss triple one. <laughs> Shut the power off to the what fucking, a, oh, you uh, cunt. All right. What Let's go back to the great. start. All right, here we are. Take off. Come on. Come on, Swiss triple one. Let's make it. Excellent thing to say. Fucking hell. In terms of crashes, though, like Swiss Air, you'd think, you know, just by nature and the, and the stereotype, pretty good. But get this up, yeah. Throughout its rich history, the Flying Bank has had 11, including yours, major accidents for a total of 414 sets of angel wings being handed out. That's that's one big accident every six and a half years. Mm-hmm. Massive. Most of them on Douglas's. Uh, engine fires, you know, clouds disguising mountains, a bomb, that sort of thing. Two of them, two other little ones, particular interest to me, um, not as big a body count as the one as the triple one, but yeah. in 1954, a Swiss air flight Ran out of petrol oh. in the English Channel. Yeah, three crew members and two of the five passengers survived. The other three, deadly bones, couldn't swim despite being adults. Yeah, um, and this, this, and a few other fuck ups led planes to start carrying life jackets. But like having said that, I know the English Channel's. You know, it's it's not that uh, busy. It's a busy body of water, but it's not that hectic. Because uh, people do swim it, but quite hard to swim in clothes. Have you ever done it? Oh no, it's not. It's not good. It's real hard. No good. Yeah, do a drunk jump into the pool. Okay, fuck, oh, jeans are heavier than I thought. Yeah, it's no good. I had to do it as I had to do a survival at sea course when I was um, 
doing my deckhand certificate. Yeah. And uh, went out to the Qantas thing out in Sydney uh, at at the airport. And they've got this wave pool. They sort of yeah. simulate waves. And there's a yeah. half-wrecked airplane on the side of the pool. You've got to jump out of that. It's probably about five metres or something. It's not too uh, big. And then in the water, you've got to get into life rafts and stuff wow. in your clothes. Jesus. And um, and that's a controlled environment. No, I can swim. I was fine. I got in. But. In the sea, you're fucked. Unless you jump out and land in the boat, yeah, no chance. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Take a few people out on your way. You're not. You're not getting out of it. What did you say though? You said that Swiss air flight has led to aircrafts having uh, what, having uh, life jackets. Turns out, NC Styles on YouTube two years ago, every accident makes air travel safer. Unfortunately, he makes yeah. a good fucking point. Oh yeah. Well, the 1954 one did. I don't know. Statistically, they don't, though. But, you know, good on your NC. Um, the other classic crash, right, from Swiss Air yeah. involves the small hamlet of Humlikon, Switzerland, whose 200 residents were busy minding their own business when a Swiss Air caravel ploughed into the joint, killing one in every five residents. Jesus. 43 townsfolk, brown bread, uh, just pipping the 37 fresh corpses on the plane, still piping hot. Engine fire, wasn't it? So, When was that? Uh, that was, I haven't got the year written down here. I don't know. It's a caravel. Yeah. I assume 60s. Yeah. Old. I don't know. Hamlet. Words like hamlet, quite old, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, more on the ground than in the plane. Yeah. That's old. That's- <laughs> Saw a story the other day, the unluckiest bloke. In history, uh, he had a series of misfortunes. There was a bloke, this is in a light moth plane. This is in the 20s, I believe, over in Perth mm. in WA. He'd been in a light aircraft crash earlier that day. Yeah. Survived the plane crash. He's gotten off and thought, well, I've still got to get to work. Another plane's picked him up. Then he died in that plane crash. Oh, man. I mean, balls or stupidity. I've said this before, I'll say it again. You, anything like that, just quit that day. You fall off your bike, right? Don't, like you get hit, just don't get back on it. Yeah. Same with having a car crash. Don't get back in another car that day. You're not yourself. See the bloke down in Melbourne the other week on the Calder Freeway? His, his truck jackknifed off the freeway, dropped 20 metres, and the it landed on the cabin. So the truck has dropped 20 metres and he's in the cabin. The back of the truck has landed on top of him and he walked out alive. Yeah. And the cop that was at the scene, it took him an hour and a half to get him out or whatever, but he walked away and he said, I'd tell him to buy a Powerball ticket, but I think he's already used all of his luck. (laughs) (laughs) This buying a lottery ticket. Business after some good oh. luck to me is is well, it's as insane as buying a lottery ticket in the first place, isn't it? Um, it doesn't change the odds at all. No, nah. Thomas turns out Thomas Dolder turns out he did nothing. It was uh, it was someone else altogether. Who do you reckon the actual culprit was? Oh, not Thomas Dolder. Well, if I know people and the excuses they make, I'd have to say mental illness or tablets mixed with alcohol. Too general. Bipolar mood disorder, and I tell you what, bipolar has grabbed a lot of buttocks over the years since it was invented. (laughs) 
Bipolar, though, in what year is this? 99? 99. Pioneer. Yeah. Trailblazer. Thomas might have invented it. Yeah. They they probably bring him up. Here's the case. <laughs> so when a grub comes into a fucking, you know, no win, no fee. Yeah. Comes into a no win, no fee lawyers. Yeah, you know, grab someone on the tit at the pub. Okay, mate, have you heard of this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I got this for you. Um Thomas's medication, evidently, was sent to the wrong plane. I assume it travels separately to him on the ground for some reason. The opposite of the royals in terms of next in line to the throne. Uh, not sure if that's still a thing. Incumbent kings not travelling together. Mm. Is that still a thing? Don't know. Who's the next? Who's next up? Well, can William and Harry get on a plane together? Fuck, why not? I, I think Harry's out now, isn't he? Is he? Oh, he's 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 gone to Hollywood. He's made the wise move to move to move to LA yeah, and right. try and get a reality TV show with his wife. Did he really? That's great. I think I think that's what she's going for. Can't be worse. I remember when um, Lady Diane and Charles had William, the uh, child of theirs. Um, he uh, there was some debate because they wanted to all get on a plane, the three of them, with baby William, and people were like, "Hang on, it's a rule. You can't. Oh. You're going to have to go separate planes." Die and William, that's fine. Charles going a separate plane. Charles went fucking hot diggity. Watch a few movies. <laughs> I might try that. So I'm going somewhere. <laughs> is Hold on. He is next in line to the tax debt. Yeah. He cannot travel with me. Who would receive the toy if my son is to die? Yeah. It's got so many great sounds. <laughs> it's got that. <laughs> Who would get this if he's to die? Woo! Very accurate. But you better understand English in about five seconds. If you don't, I am going to fuck you up. Who's going to get that if we both perish on the same flight? Who's anyway. going to say that? People need to keep saying that forever. The um, the defence of Thomas is right. Stated that the best place for Thomas was at home with his family and his psychiatrist. Dolder testified he didn't take his medication on the day of the incident because it was sent to the wrong plane. And since he didn't take it, he was sent into a violent and delusional psychotic state. He uh, he says he's sorry for what happened, but he just wants to go home. I just want to go home. That's something a small child gets coached to say on the news when he's been lost in bushland for a couple of days. Ah, oh, a couple of days. Beautiful. <laughs> How good. That clip that you sent me of Con oh. the Fruiter, how great Greeks is this? Greeks invent yeah. the Olympic Games, but not this Winter Olympic. No, this is a puffy thing, this Winter Olympic, no good. Man. <laughs> it's a puffy thing. This- <laughs> Recently I've been getting back into wog comedy of the past and, <laughs> oh, pretty good. Con the Fruiter. We can't, sorry, you've got to say wog TM comedy now. Oh, wog TM comedy, Nick- beg your pardon, PGY LTD comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Con the Fruiter. And it's something different to our UK listeners. Oh, yeah. Beg your pardon. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got an English friend who came here, right? It must have been late 90s, and he couldn't believe. There was a film called The Wog Boy. Yeah. That came out. He could not believe it. Like he just, yeah. he was sending photos home and just saying, Can you fucking believe these Australians say this? So, like he couldn't get it round his, round his head. Yeah. And it's still happening now. Like it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, we used to say for a sickness, if you, if someone started coughing as a kid, you go, "Oh, have you got a bit of a wog?" That was just a a wog. Yeah, you'd had a wog if you're a bit sick. 
Oh. And no one thought anything of it. I don't know if it had any connotations, but it was uh, just something that people said. <laughs> but the world comedy I've been getting back into, not that I was ever off it, but um, pretty good. Yeah. Statistically the best comedy ever in terms of reaction. Yep. Like absolutely universally loved in Australia. Con the Fruiterer. I watched a couple of greatest hits of Con, Con the Fruiterer yeah. on YouTube. Get into that because he's got a song called Couple of Days. Oh, hold on. Hold on. What? There was a song. It charted at like number 17 or something on the actual music charts. What would you make of that if you're a, if you're a musician? But uh, Oh, yeah. it's not as good as Chris the Bloke Franklin. Oh, yeah. Couple of Days song. No, it ch- peaked at 49 on the ARIA charts. Oh, I beg your pardon. All right. Hello, gentlemen. You're not. People are always coming up to me and saying, God, why are you so happy? Well, have a listen to thee. People want this. People want that. <laughs> Every other bloody thing. You know, mate. They want a fast car to drive all the pretty girls. But me, I'd just like to sing. I don't need the computer. Because I got me fraud. It's fresh. You buy him if it's not quite right. This is what I say. Oh, sure. Oh, man. With that as inspiration, I've got to go right now to go and do a gig. <laughs> Hopefully, I can pull You're something gonna off. You're going to nail it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for listening in to another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Keep sending us messages. Thanks for telling your mates. Thanks for listening in every week. And uh guess we'll see you in a couple of days. A oh, couple of days. <laughs> see you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Mid-Air Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's Mid-Flight Brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.